the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Many questions about a deadly accident. There's really no reason why a live bullet would ever be on the movie set. A mass shooting in Idaho. Officers responded to reports of shots being fired at the Boise Mall. Amazon workers walked the line again. We don't get it. Shut it down. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, October 26th. I'm Rich Thomason. Following last week's deadly accidental shooting on the set, production in New Mexico of the Alec Baldwin movie Rust has been placed on hold. The production team for Rust calls it a pause rather than an end. The team tells crew members in an email that work on the film has been suspended until the end of the investigation into the death of cinematographer Galena Hutchins. The team says it's working with law enforcement and conducting its own safety review. Court documents say Alec Baldwin was using the gun in a rehearsal for a scene that called him to point it at the camera. Authorities say Baldwin was told the gun was safe to use. I'm Margie Zaraleta. A movie producer confirms the assistant director of Rust was let go from another production over an issue with prop guns. It's another damning incident involving Dave Halls, the assistant director who handed Alec Baldwin the gun that killed the cinematographer on the set of Rust last week. A producer for the movie Freedom's Path has emailed the Associated Press to confirm that Halls was fired from that 2019 movie. The producer, who asked not to be identified by name, says a crew member suffered a minor injury when a gun went off. It's the second person to express doubts about Halls' safety record. Another crew member says she raised concerns about him the same year, saying he was lax when it came to safety for weapons and pyrotechnics. I'm Oscar Wells Gabriel. Attorney Jeff Harris says although Baldwin is the movie's executive producer, he might not face liability. Just because somebody has a producer credit doesn't mean that they really do anything. I mean, you know how it is. People get producer credits like it's given out like candy. Um, And it's obviously very common for the principal actor to have a producer credit. So you, you have to get into the legal test of, well, just because they're a producer it doesn't mean that they're liable. At this point, we don't know exactly what flew out of the barrel of that gun. There's really no reason why a live bullet would ever be on a movie set. So generally speaking, when they're referring to live rounds, they're talking about blanks. But on the other hand, I can't see how a, a blank could have caused an injury like this. Attorney Harris says safety protocols should have prevented the tragedy. The first thing I thought was there's literally no way that this happens if the people on the set are following pretty basic safety policies. I mean, the you know, the the safety bulletins put out by the industry deal with how to handle firearms on a set. They're not complicated. You know, they've been around for years. More answers forthcoming as the investigation continues. It was just another day at the shopping mall in Boise, Idaho. Then Boise Police Chief Ryan Lee tells KIVI the shots rang out. Shortly after responding on scene, 
officers encountered an individual matching the suspect's description, and there was a change of gunfire that ensued shortly thereafter, uh, resulting in the officer's injury, as well as the suspect being taken into custody. At this time, we're aware of at least six people that were injured during this incident. We are working to notify the families of anybody that was injured. Amongst the injured includes one police officer, and we are sad to report that at least two people were killed in this event. We really cannot, at this time, speak to any motivation behind it or anything else that may impact the investigation. It would be entirely too premature to make any of those assumptions. President Biden says he feels very positive about the potential for a deal on a scaled back, but nonetheless still very costly tax and spend bill. He spoke briefly to reporters about proposals for a new wealth tax, as well as a tax on certain corporations who help foot the bill. And it appears one of two Democrat holdouts in the Senate, West Virginia's Joe Manchin, is caving. I I support basically everyone paying the fair share of taxes, how you get to it, you know, uh, we all have a different approach to that, but as far as on the taxation, I think that corporations should be paying at least a minimum if you're doing business in the United States. I think that anyone who basically has the protection of this country should be paying. Manchin speculates framework agreement for the president's deal could be reached by this week. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew says there is a sense of urgency among the Democrats and righteous strike a deal within their own divided ranks as the clock keeps on ticking. With a number of legislative days for the current session dwindling, Democrats remain at odds over what to keep in their massive Build Back Better bill. Some of the key sticking points include immigration, expanding Medicare, and climate change. Some say the drawn-out intraparty dispute is a problem in itself. As Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon put it, quote, I don't know if soap opera or a nightmare soap opera is the right wording, but we're in big trouble right now with this extended getting nowhere legislation. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett says some Democrats Democrat lawmakers are calling to expel any member of Congress implicated in the January U.S. Capitol riot. Two sources who spoke to Rolling Stone magazine detailed multiple meetings with members of Congress to coordinate contesting the election results and plan the rallies that preceded the attack. The sources reportedly have met with the House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Many of the GOP lawmakers listed in the piece have denied involvement. But the report led to a flood of calls from their Democratic colleagues to remove from office anyone found to be involved in the attack. It would take a two-thirds vote to remove any lawmaker from office, a difficult prospect with Democrats holding just eight more seats than Republicans. The National Labor Relations Board says there is sufficient interest among the rank and file in unionizing an Amazon distribution center in New York City, a key step in authorizing a vote that could establish the first union at the nation's largest online retailer. It's the second unionizing attempt in the past year at Amazon. This former Amazon worker alleges the company doesn't treat its workers very well and subjects them to strict time quotas. I know when I was at Amazon, I'm going home worried about if I if I can keep my job the next day because I knew my scores were low, my stats were low. So it's like, you know, we need unions and, and Amazon needs a union for sure. Better pay, respect, not getting railroaded. He continues. It's time for us to reemerge, you know, because people all over need a union. It's not just Amazon out there. There's a lot of tyrants out there. 
This warehouse worker figures the online retailing giant can well afford to pay better and to improve working conditions. Amazon is one of the richest companies in the world. Jeff Bezos is one of the richest men in the world. Uh, They have enough profits that they could give us what is our due. They do not make any of that money without us. A previous attempt to unionize Amazon fell short in Alabama. A military coup in Sudan, where the transitional government has been dissolved, the prime minister, other civilian leaders placed under arrest, and thousands flooding the streets in protest. A spokesman for the UN Secretary General says Sudan's political stability and economic future as a democracy are in jeopardy. The unlawful detention of the prime minister, government officials and politicians is unacceptable and contravenes the constitutional document and the partnership critical for the success of Sudan's transition. Urging the Sudanese military to stand down. The Secretary General strongly condemns the ongoing military coup d'etat in Khartoum and all actions that could jeopardize Sudan's political transition and stability. The Secretary General calls for the immediate reconstitution of the governing arrangements provided under the constitutional document. Axios reporting the Biden administration has now frozen a $700 million aid package to Sudan. At least three protesters have been killed, dozens wounded in the chaotic scenes that followed the announcement of Sudan's ruling council dissolving the government and declaring a state of emergency. U.S. officials believe Iran was behind last week's drone attack at the military outpost in southern Syria, where American troops are based. So what's the U.S. going to do about it? Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. If uh, uh, there's to be a response, uh, it'll be at a time and a place and a manner of our choosing, and we certainly won't, won't get ahead of those kinds of decisions. And finally, this morning, Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett tells us Indiana Republican Congressman Jim Banks saw his official Twitter account suspended over a post he made about Dr. Rachel Levine, the assistant U.S. Secretary of Health. According to a screenshot posted of the tweet, Banks said, quote, the title of the first female four-star officer gets taken by a man, unquote. A reference to Levine, who became the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps' first openly transgender four-star officer. Banks stood by his decision to issue the tweet. In a statement issued through Twitter from his personal account, he said, quote, My tweet was a statement of fact. Big Tech doesn't have to agree with me, but they shouldn't be able to cancel me. If they silence me, they will silence you. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Join us again tomorrow. I'm Rich Thomason. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.